Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all across the globe, it is time for another how-to business show. Today's guest is Louisville native Sage Delaney. Founder of Medici Creative and the Louisville Creative Connection, Sage is an up-and-coming entrepreneur and videographer currently dominating the media industry. His mission is to provide a change in this world previous leaders couldn't through the power of media and art. In our conversation, Sage explains how he plans to change not only his hometown, but the world by building a community of opportunity that connects creatives and promotes collaboration. Through his inviting communication and storytelling skills, Sage details how he is able to help nonprofits and startups communicate their message and reach vast audiences. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, Sage. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. Uh, We're very intrigued by your story, saw your TED Talks, see that you got a lot going on in the city of Louisville and other cities. Uh, For our listeners, why don't we just start out and talk about your background, where you're from, and what ultimately got you into video production and photography? Well, hey, Dylan. I'm super stoked to be here. This is my first podcast ever, so I appreciate all of you all for for bringing me on. from the mic there it's no good um so my background um i've been in just uh, a creative and an artist my entire life i'd um i used to i started out drawing and singing and um i used to do all kinds of art classes drawing painting everything um and then i kind of uh, just, just kind of quit that. And then I started, um, uh, singing for a little while and then, and then that didn't, I didn't really enjoy that as much. And then I started dancing. Um, uh, and then I tried like some pottery here and there. And then I tried writing. I was a writer at one point writing poetry and stories. Um, and it was all kind of in an effort to express myself and, um, none of those avenues really fulfilled my, uh, need for, for expression, you know, um, and you know what 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 i think is beautiful about that though is uh you know we all have our own ways of of expression and we just kind of have to find um we we just kind of have to find which way works the best for us and for me it ended up being uh videography um and the the re- the reason why that was is you know I, I was i was a photographer for a while i started making money doing photography and i was like oh this might be it you know this Ooh. is this is the expression this is the one but um but i never could uh, tell stories the way that I really wanted to through photography. I remember mm-hmm. I went to a uh, governor school for the arts for, 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 for film and photography. And I remember going there really hoping like, this is, this is going to be it. This is where I'm going to learn how to tell stories with my photography. And I was so excited and, and, and it didn't teach me how to tell stories with my photography. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, this right. is, you know, I'm supposed to be able to do this. And I was so confused and and finally, I just realized that maybe photography just wasn't it. You know, I was trying to do something with 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 this tool that that just didn't allow me to do that. And so, um, uh, but because of Governor School for the Arts, I shot my first short film, and that allowed me to to. It, it gave me my first taste of storytelling in a way that really worked for me. Um, and so that was really in- interesting experience. And I made this like four minute long short film and it got like 500 views on, on YouTube. And I was in like high school at the time. And I was like, what the hell is <laughs> 500 views? <laughs> like, is this, I don't even have that many friends. Um, uh, and, 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 and so fr- from, from that point forward, um, I realized that I'm really just a storyteller at heart and video became my way of, of, of doing that because, um, uh, you know, through, through video, not only can I tell stories in different ways through writing, through voiceover, scripting, uh, through the visual, through the music, you know, there's so many components that go into video Mm -hmm. to craft an entire experience. Um, and that's what I love about video so much, but it also allows me to work with so many different kinds of people. Uh, You know, I have so many different interests, um, 
Uh, you know, the beautiful thing that I love so much about video is that I can be working with a dancer one day and then the next day I'm shooting a music video and then the next day I'm on some corporate bourbon work. And, you know, th- th- you're interacting with so many different kinds of things. And so I, f- I feel like I'm not tied down to one to one thing, you yeah. know, in the way that I would be if I was, um, if I was just a writer, you know, I'm, 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 I'm stuck writing, maybe doing some speaking, but, yeah. but because I'm, 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 I'm doing video, I can be a writer and a musician and a dancer and a painter. And, you know, I can do all these things and it just, it just depends on what I'm doing that, that day. So, so that, that's what I love about video, uh, so much. Yeah. And you still do photography or not much if it pays yeah yeah <laughs> that's pretty much the only time i'll do photography now um uh you know v- very rarely i just don't have much reason to anymore being that you were already making money and obviously fairly successful with photography was there much of uh like in making that transition to a videographer is there much of a learning curve is it same it's a, equipment it's a, huge, it's a huge learning curve okay i mean it it, it starts with the same equipment um but there's there's a an an entire added dimension to videography and and uh, for me it was mostly YouTube. Um, all of my education came from YouTube, yep. <laughs> pretty much. I'm I'm pretty much entirely self taught and 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 everything that I'm that I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, the, the the learning curve was um was pretty big. But if you're passionate enough about it, I mean, I just dove straight in and just you know um um. Uh, I just learned so hard <laughs> for, yeah. for, for, for about a year or so. And I still do. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, all, all the information to learn anything creative like that is out there online on YouTube. You just have to be passionate enough to, to find it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess have a, a story you're passionate enough to tell and, you know, pursue, um, in terms of, you talked a lot, you've experimented a lot with the different forms of creation. Was there a story you were already trying to tell and you were experimenting to figure out how to tell that story or was it more like, Oh, I want to be creative and tell stories, but I don't know the story yet. Yeah. It was a lot of stories. It always, I always had stories and it was maybe less stories and more just ideas. I had, my mom always tells me that I'm, I'm an old soul. So my mom thinks that I've been here before. (laughs) You know, I always just had thoughts and ideas about the world that no one else around me was really having. And, and, um, and, and so that's where a lot of my stories stemmed from, you know, and just that at a really young age, I was experiencing things and realizing things about myself and about the world and about humans and the way we interact and, and things that none of my peers were even thinking about, you know, at, at 14 and 15, you know, I was like thinking about these kind of larger things. And, um, and, and so my storytelling became an effort to communicate these things that I was learning and realizing to my peers, because I knew that they were not (laughs) thinking about them, but I found them to be really important and impactful in my life. And so I was like, look, this is something I'm learning. Like, I want you to, I want you to see this and feel this too. And so that kind of started my, desire to to communicate these things to people and then to tell these stories because I I, um it stemmed a lot from me just wanting to provide value to other people's lives you know because I realized something that provided value to my life and and I wanted to give that to other people and so then it's just been a journey of the most effective way to communicate things to other people (laughs) and that's kind of that's kind of everything I do now you know from, from 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 that point to now is just trying to figure out the most effective ways to communicate things to people that, that's that's awesome um yes yeah so you you started telling stories it was definitely like a passion thing uh you're very into when at what moment did you realize like this passion could be either a business or something you could do for a living 
you know, I've got a great story about that. So, <clears throat> um, I, I do not remember how old I was when it happened. Um, I have an uncle who lives out in California and he had come into town. Oh, actually we, we had all g- gone to North Carolina for, for my, for, for my aunt's wedding. And this was when I was first getting into photography. I had a little Canon T3i with like a 50 millimeter. Um, uh, and, and, uh, uh, so, 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 so this is when I'd been in, in it for a little bit. So my family kind of knew that I was doing the photography thing. And, um, uh, so, so, so we all were staying on this beach and my uncle, uh, who's my, 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 my uncle's an artist. He's a muralist out in LA. That's how he, he makes his living. He paints these massive murals and walls for, uh, for, for rich people. <laughs> Basically, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite people. And he, um, uh, a, a little bit after the wedding, he came to me and asked me if I could do a photo shoot of him and his wife. And he told me that he was going to pay me. I'd never been paid for, for, for photography anymore. Nice. He told me he was going to pay me $50 to do a little portrait session with him and his wife on the beach. And he told me that the reason that is, is because he had someone when he was my age that uh, came How to old him. were you at this time? I would say 16, maybe. Okay. Um, and, and he told me that the reason he was going to do that is because when he was my age, someone came to him and paid him money to paint something for them. And that made something click in his head. Um, and, and, and now he's a successful, he's a, he's a successful painter. So he wanted to kind of give that back, you know, you know, to, to me. And, and so that, that was the first moment, um, that was the first time that I got paid for photography and it was a really beautiful experience just not not only of his kindness and wanting to give that back to me but but also that kind of blossomed into my passion to give that back to other people and and I think most of the work that I do now is that idea of what my uncle did for me in that moment now everything I do is kind of an attempt to do that at scale for other people that's great yeah so I don't know how many years ago that was but what has your journey been like since then you you do your first paid project for your uncle and you're like something clicks and then I mean I've seen Medici creative uh, I think the first time was at a derby party yeah Um, I don't know if you know how many people were working with you on that thing but I mean you started this company like what was the journey from that point to actually launching a company getting paid projects doing you know things at a bigger level it's a lot of luck (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of luck. And I think you all can maybe attest to that a little bit too, just in, in finding the right people to do it with. I think that's a huge thing. Um, <clears throat> but it also, it doesn't start immediately. You know, we, I, I freelanced for several years before anything serious like that happened. I mean, Medici creative was born last January, actually, all of this has happened in, 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 in under a year. And I was, just, I was just freelancing before that. Um, and both of my partners were just doing their, you know, freelance thing before that as well. So, 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 you know, that kind of happened for a while. Um, just, just, just little gigs here and there, a little kind of random restaurant or commercial worker, you know, my friend has a wedding and I'm going to go do that, you know, just cause it, just cause it's, it's, it's some money, you know? Um, so, so it, it's, it's a lot of that, a lot of building your portfolio and just, um, bu- building that experience. And then, um, the luck part comes in when you meet the right people to really build something with, um, and, uh, um, and, 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 and luckily I did meet the right people and I met, I met two people, Jason Morales and Austin Ozier, and we just connected over, over, it wasn't even the, the, well, so, so, so the first time we connected was over production. We were on a shoot together with Case, the fashion designer. Um, I invited them both out to a shoot and, um, and then s- several months later we had started connecting over these kind of community, creative community ideas that we wanted to build. And then several months after that, the idea for this kind of production agency came around because we realized if we wanted to just 
community, we need a way to make money still. So, <laughs> so like, let's create kind of a side company to do the production. And, um, and, and the most amazing part about that is, is, you know, transitioning from freelance into a production company with, with other people, you're, you're combining skill sets, knowledge, experience, um, talent, you know, all, all into one entity. And that just levels up your ability and, and kind of the, the range that you can go so, so much, you know, uh, it's kind of like when you, when you get married and then you combine, you know, your resources and your money and everything. And now you can do a lot more like that's kind of what it was, you know, we can, we were able to combine all of our resources and connections and money and people that we knew, you know, into kind of one thing. And we've all gone so much farther than we could on our own because we, we were, we were all combined in that way. Yeah, that's awesome. So if, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the first event that you, Jason, and Austin did together was at the KMAC? No, actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> the first public event. Okay, so <laughs> incredible turnout. I mean, Oh, for the community, for the community, yes. yes. The, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I just want you to kind of touch on how that felt to see that success kind of as a team. And in the early stages, that was, what, three to six months ago maybe? It was uh, June, <coughs> June 2nd. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that I mean that was um, that was mind blowing. We we were expecting maybe like one to one fifty um, uh, turnout just because we had personally invited like two hundred people. So we were like maybe out of these two hundred people, maybe like one to one fifty will show up. And 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 that was you know since that was our first event, no one knew who we were, no one knew what the creative connection was. It, it didn't exist. You know, it was a thing that we had been building on the back end for <coughs> for for a couple months, but. Um, <coughs> Yeah, the general public had no idea what this thing was, and so because of that, we weren't expecting that many people. Um, and yeah, when when um, <coughs> when the KMAC uh, events coordinator showed us a little clicker and it said like three hundred ninety seven on it, we we're like, oh shit, <laughs> this is different. And we had a line out the door the whole evening. Um, and we still don't fully know why that is, if I'm being honest. But, um, but, but what what that told us was it was there there was a gap in, in the market. There was there was something missing that people wanted and, and, and people needed. And so that was that was definitely our biggest kind of spark of motivation um, when we saw just how much people t- turned out for that. Um, and yeah, it did. Um, uh, it was shocking and it felt amazing. And 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 I'm probably still processing it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Could could you explain that event? I'm. I'm not aware. Yeah, so we um uh we threw originally it was going to be so we we'd been building this organization and I say organization very loosely. It's not an official entity yet. It's not a nonprofit. It's not a company. It's just it's kind a of an, an idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're in the process of figuring out what you know how how to how to do that now. But um uh but so so so, so we it started with these ideas for community bringing creative people together because we were all creative people and didn't have community. We didn't have a good safe place to go and to exist with other creative people. And so um, my partner Jason had hosted a few small events um, before then, and he had ran this page called Louisville Creators, which was uh, just, they were just reposting other creative work around the city, photography, models, stuff like that. And he had hosted a couple small events with that. And so Jason and I met for coffee at one point, and, um, and we were just kind of talking about ideas. And I had been building a separate um, idea that I had originally called the Common Arts Project, and it was, um, it, and, and and that was kind of the 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 start of what the Creative Connection is now. J- just uh, just just these ideas around around community building, just kind of pushing these ideas and movements around ar- around the creative community. Um, and so, uh, so, so, so Austin, Jason, and I kind of met uh, last, like uh, probably about a year ago. Actually, was when we first met, um, <coughs> and then we we we, uh, we just started working together and, and, and meeting, and then um, 
we had all these ideas. We wanted to do a podcast. We wanted to we wanted to write these things. We wanted to make videos. All all these different ideas. And eventually, that came together into into this idea for a nonprofit, the Creative Connection. We were going to host events. We were going to have this Instagram platform, reposting other people's work. It was going to be like a media kind of publication almost. You know, we were we were going to um, uh, uh, it would it would be just a platform for creative people. Um, and we'd also be building community and hosting events. And um, uh, so, 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 so yeah, so the very first event we did was like our launch party basically, but the, um, the, the reason why it had such a, an amazing turnout was because we didn't brand it as a launch party. Everything that we do as the creative connection is external. It's not about us. It's all outward facing. And, 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 and this is something that I think has, has, has led us to the success that we've had and that I would encourage, obviously that won't work for everyone, but I would encourage, um, it to be considered, this method to be considered for anyone, you know, looking to go on any venture like this is, is putting the focus back on the consumer, you know, quote unquote, uh, if, if, if you will. And, uh, and, and the reason that, you know, so, so we branded it as a night for creatives, um, mm. rather than creative connection, launch party. Nobody gives a shit about your launch party. You know, they, they want to know what you're going to do for them. So, so, so it was a night for creatives. It was this kind of magical, we, you know, we, we, we wanted to, to make it sound good and, and, um, and, and, and creative and interesting. And there really wasn't much to the event. We, we got like some food from a local catering company that we like traded services for. And, um, nice. and then, and then, but, but what, 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 what kind of led up to that was was there there was a large there was a large build up to it we we had hosted like a dinner party in our studio uh, about a week or two before in which we had set up a backdrop and and every uh, the, the creators that we invited to that dinner party we 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 basically interviewed them in front of this backdrop and asked them um, I can't remember what we asked them now, <laughs> but we asked some questions about their creativity and why they're a creative and, um, uh, stuff like that. And, and it was a really, it was a really great experience. We had some awesome answers. One of the, um, you know, a few people were like in tears, like talking about their creativity and it was, it was just really beautiful. And we made that into a little video that, 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 that I was going to use to promote the event basically. Um, and um how much do you want me to go into like the reasoning behind all these things because like there's a lot like it's all like remarkably strategic <laughs> as, as much as you want to go into we're, we're big strategy guys so we, we love okay <laughs> um i've never like tried to explain this usually it all just kind of exists up in my head um but so so um um uh everything that I was trying to do basically was to guarantee that people would come to this event. You know, I, I knew the most, the, the more people we have at this event, the better it will look not only for us, but just for the community in general, it's kind of making a stand, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, so I was really eager to get as many people as we could to this event. And, um, so, 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 so the ways that we did that was, it was, you know, we, 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 we personally invited a ton of people. Um, and I mean, personally, you know, there was no mass message we sent to people. We personally texted all these people that we knew. Um, and then, and then the other part was just getting people involved in the event. So we hosted this dinner party before um and then uh, you know everyone that we brought to that dinner party and everyone that we put everyone that we put in that video then becomes kind of an ambassador for your event at that point um and 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 uh so 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 so, so about a i think the event was on a thursday and on that monday we posted that that that, that video i think it was like a collaborative post on between me and, 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 and the creative connection page. So, um, so, 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 so it was reaching my audience as well as, you know, putting people onto this new page because no one followed that page yet. It didn't exist. Um, and, 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 you know, immediately we had probably 10 or 15 people in that video. Those people are now reposting it. They're, they're ambassadors just to, just, you know, just kind of spreading the word more. And we didn't have to really do any work to, you know, it just kind of happens because people are, 
people want to show that they're doing cool stuff. And if you put someone in a cool video, they're going to share it. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to reach one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, 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 so so that was kind of the strategy behind that. And then, um, uh, we, we, we knew then that, uh, you know, a, a large part of the problem with events is, you know, how, how to get people to, to, to your events. It's a very difficult thing that no one has really cracked, cracked the code to. You can put on the coolest event, but you know, like, like what, what are the things that are actually going to get people in the door? And what, what we kind of found is in in the creative community specifically, there's, um, a lot of people are just are kind of uncomfortable going to events, whether it's on their own or they don't quite know what the event is going to be. We had several people not come to our dinner party because it was confusing. They're like, creative dinner party? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and so, you know, was, some of those people just didn't come because they were confused by it. And so we knew we had to kind of clear up what, what this event was and make people feel comfortable going to it. And so that's why we chose people to be in the video that were relatively well-known, had good community, were trusted by, by the community. <coughs> and so then, you know, the general kind of pop... Uh, the, the, the general public, the community, seeing those people being connected and associated with us automatically kind of softened them to the idea of us and, 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 and this event and, and then gave them kind of a touch point, you know, so, 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 so then, you know, people can logically assume that those people in the video are going to be th- at that event. And if they know the people in the video, they're going to know someone at the event. And so now they're comfortable going to the event because it's not, it's not cold anymore. You know, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's a bit warmer when you know that you're going to know someone <laughs> at, at that event. So, so that was the reasoning behind behind the whole video, um, and that worked r- remarkably well, very too well. <laughs> um, it, was in, it was incredible. <laughs> I just remember watching it. It came up on the big screen. Silence fell in the room. Everybody turns to the projector, <laughs> and and just you know what I saw there, and I had never seen this in Louisville. Was you guys just created this incubator for talents and artists from all facets and all walks of life. You got fashion designers and artists and musicians and just this beautiful space and then the way that you see people interact and connect within that community and you continue to grow from that. Exactly. It's really beautiful what you guys are doing. It was so interesting to see, like, I mean, we had some guys with, like, their portfolios, like, (laughs) just walking (laughs) in. You never knew, like, you know, know, there's so many things that happened that night and so many things people did that we could have never expected and that that was the beautiful part of it. Yeah, I I really admire that just because when you think of Louisville, I think we're kind of just holistically a city that's full of brain drain Mm -hmm. just in terms of yeah i know cal and sam they've taken their ventures in other cities just because they feel like it has more opportunity but specifically with the media industry and the create creative industry i mean if you're thinking historically where do you go to thrive that's new york la yeah um i really admire one that you've built a community in louisville but also have stayed i know you travel but your home base is obviously i'm not leaving exactly (laughs) not leaving anytime soon i admire that so much because we do need people like you and it's amazing that you've been able to create a community so quickly but ultimately what has kept you in louisville why not go to new york where you may have even more exponential returns is it just a love for the city well i think i think that there won't be more exponential returns there and the reason why i think if i'm being perfectly transparent there's a bit of there, there, there's a bit of kind of an ego piece to mm, it there's a yeah. bit of i can go to new york and be nobody in a sea of millions and start from the bottom or i can stay here and be somebody and really do something impactful and and and, and that's where i think I, i'm not sure if it's quite selfish but, but you know anybody that does something has motivation has some interior motivation there's a bit of you know we all we all want to be somebody (laughs) at the end of the day and and so and so there there definitely is is a bit of that of like i can be here and do something impactful and i think as humans that's that's kind of 
most of what we want out of life is to have an impact. And, and that's something that excites me every day is that I have the ability to have an impact on the city and on, and on other people. And that's something that that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, and also I just, I see there's a lot of opportunity here Mm -hmm. for, for someone like me, there's a lot of opportunity here. Um, and I could go to New York and, and I could, you know, get a job being a cinematographer for a, production company or maybe at an ad agency or something I, I i could i could do that if i wanted to but that's just not what i want to do it's better <laughs> to be a big fish in a little pond yes yeah for sure yeah but but you know i, I really I, I really want to want to build something i'm really i think i'm really kind of a builder at heart you know mm-hmm. I, I sometimes i'm labeled as like a videographer i don't know if i'm quite i don't know if i quite label myself as that but like i really want to build things or it's community or companies or organizations, whatever. And, an entrepreneur. And yeah. And, and, and this is, you know, this is, this is kind of like a playground for me. I can have the ability to, 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 to build whatever I want to. <laughs> that, and that's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that for a little bit because I think I was doing a little background research, saw your YouTube channel, saw a video where you mentioned you recently took a job at an ad agency. I didn't take the job. You didn't. <coughs> no, okay. I was, I was offered the job. But nice. <laughs> nice. So, that's that was my question. So are you where are you at in that cycle of, OK, I'm, I'm building a company, I'm building this community, I'm working for somebody kind of how do you see that playing out and, and what companies are you currently focused on? Yeah, I mean, it's a um, it, it's a big dilemma. And one of my biggest challenges right now is trying not to spread myself too thin, but also like make money and <laughs> be sustainable at yep. the same time. Um, so, yeah, I, I got offered this job in an ad, at an ad agency and it was going to be a full time thing. He basically wanted me to kind of help him build build a company and build like a content um, production team. And I think ultimately he wanted um, to kind of bring me and my team into their in, in, into their agency because they didn't have a production um, um, uh, t- uh, t- team team in the agency. Um, but you know, in order to really do that, I would have to give up the other things that I was mm-hmm. working on, and I'd have to be in their office nine to five, you know, ev- every day. And that's just not something that I could do. Um, and so we're still in talks on, you know, we're, we're still in talks on h- how we might be able to work together, you know, in some, in some capacity. And, and, and we already had done video work for them uh, in the past. We did a, um, a local tourism commercial with them and fish and wildlife. And like, we, like we've done some cool video work with them, but, um, but yeah, when he offered me the, the, the full-time job, it was, it was exciting. It was like, Oh, this is really cool. You know, uh, um, I didn't, uh, it was kind of like an untraditional way of, <laughs> of, of getting a job. Um, um, but yeah, it's just, um, it just, it, it doesn't quite make sense for me and what I want, what, what I want to do with my life. And, 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 and I think that we would both be held back a little bit, you know, if, if I took that job, cause I'd always be kind of reaching for these other things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, take the path of least resistance and the road less traveled. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what Dylan mentioned something the other day, we we're talking about opportunity and in, in the workplace. And he said, man, if people are reaching out to you to hire you and people want to hire you, it's a sign you should work for yourself. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would yeah. say what you're doing is working. Yeah, Sam, Sam was Sam was uh, curious if he should take a job, and I was like, dude, if someone wants to hire you, you obviously got the skill set just to be your own boss. So. Yeah, but it, I mean, but it's difficult. It's a hard decision. It, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not making much money right now doing doing what I'm doing. If I'm being honest, you know, and I could take that and be safe and you know and s- start making some good money with that. Um, um, yeah, the, the road less traveled is the road that's much more difficult. Um, but I think there's also much more reward <laughs> at the end of that tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if, if you just continue to do what you're doing and put people first and service, and you've got a great name here, everybody that I, that I interact with that knows you, 
um, speaks highly of you. And I think you're, you'll keep rolling, you'll get momentum, and it'll all come together. So yeah. Just keep plugging. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually stumbled upon your name through Becca Gardner. She's, yeah. She, she's been yeah. An, another podcast guest. Oh, okay. Hours. And uh, she's, I'm good friends with Becca and Felipe, but they were bragging about just how great you were and Becca was like get him on a podcast he's <laughs> awesome he's awesome so I think you're definitely in the right place what do, you, what do you see in terms of like your future I know we talked about you want to keep building these things but how exactly are you envisioning the future mm-hmm. in terms of what your next steps and action yeah. steps are can I move my phone real quick yeah 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 no problem <laughs> you're good you're good that was my knee it was my knee. Perfect. Okay, so you asked kind of, you know, what the what the future looks like. Yeah, like what are what do you see your next steps over the course of the like what are what are the big things that you think you need to do to get where you're going, where you want to go? Um, well, so, so the problem arguably is, um, I did my job too well and now we have too many opportunities. Mm. So it's about kind of, we have decisions to make now on, you know, which direction we want to, we want to take things in and, um, good problem to have. It's a great problem to have, (laughs) but, but the, the, you know, the other problem is I don't have really have enough experience to really make the correct decision. So I'm kind of winging it every day. Um, but, um, you know, everything that I'm, going to be doing in the future will revolve around the creative community. Um, and um, so let's see, how can, how can I tackle this? We're, we're in, we're in a weird place right now where um, we have, you know, a lot of connections and a lot of opportunities, but, but the, the weird thing about this city is that there's a lot of great ideas, a lot of great stuff that can happen, a lot of amazing things that we can build and that, established, successful, wealthy people want to build, but none of these people have time to do it. And so um, what we've realized is that they're all kind of looking at us <laughs> to, <laughs> to, 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 to build these things, to, to do this. And, and, you know, we have some great resources and some great connections and um, we have a lot of help, you know, and, and everything and everything that, 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 that we're doing. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, most of these people are just kind of waiting on us um, to, 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 to give him some direction to, (laughs) um, which, which is a very weird situation, um, to be in because we don't really know what we're doing. (laughs) We don't have a a lot lot of experience in this. We just have some crazy ideas. Um, so I think, um, uh, moving forward, we're really looking to get into a new space. Um, we had a studio down on main street, uh, that we were turning into kind of a co-working space. Um, and then that space kind of fell through. Uh, and we, we've, um, so, so, so that's kind of our next big step is to get people, you know, in, in person again, <coughs> um, into spaces. Cause there's something special about, I'm sure, you know, that, you know, the, the, the energy just being so around incredible. other people yeah. that are doing things. And right now, you know, once we got out of that space, we're just, you know, we were just kind of working in our homes and <coughs> it's just not very motivating, <laughs> not, not being around people who yeah. who are doing cool stuff um and so so, so so that's one of our big focuses right now and we have some opportunities there that we're that we're exploring um uh and then you know the, the, the other thing we're in right now is um uh just trying to figure out you know the creative connection has been on a bit of, of a of a break and we haven't really done much with it um mostly because of just like my mental health hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been very good so so that's been in kind of a you know in, uh, in 
kind of a weird place. Um, but but we're, we're trying to, um, you know, just really solidify these ideas of what the creative connection is, where can we have the most impact, what does the community need from us, and how can we, you know, be- best kind of um, um, serve that moving forward. So we're in a lot of conversations and meetings right now just tr- trying to figure out what the best way to move forward with that is. And we have a ton of ideas around music and fashion and, um, uh, uh, you know, art and, 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 and all these different creative things that we have. Uh, we have a ton of ideas, but we we need help <laughs> actually, you know, actually doing these things. It's difficult, and we you know we're not making money doing this stuff. So, um, 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 but um, yeah, so it's a lot of just brainstorming right now. A lot of strategizing, trying to find the best uh, the, the the best path forward. And um, uh, honestly, I don't really have an answer for you yet. We haven't really figured out yeah, you know what that next move is. It, it's a tough question, and you've touched on it before, but like. Going forward, I mean, you can plan as much as you want, but things seem to happen. Luck seems to happen. Things change. Um, But you you did touch on your network. In terms of actually building that network and building it so quickly, how how do you think you were able to do that? Here's I actually learned this recently. I've got a great answer for you. Um, This is something I realized recently. The single most impactful thing in networking, in my opinion, is having something to back yourself up with. If you're going into a meeting with somebody that you really admire, that you want to make a connection with, and you are just yourself, you do not hold nearly as much value or space in that person's mind as you do if you are yourself plus whatever idea or company or organization or whatever you have behind yourself that Mm -hmm. you've built. So I didn't have much of a network at all until I started the creative connection. Um, from, from that point forward, I was the creative connection. People saw me as the creative connection. I'm Sage Delaney and the creative connection. And that means something to people. Until that point, I was just Sage Delaney. Who the fuck is Sage Delaney? I don't know. I'm not doing anything. Once I had the creative connection, oh, he's Sage Delaney. He's doing that creative thing. Wow. That holds so much more space in people's heads. And and um, it's something to associate you with. It's something to to for people to really grab onto. So 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 that would be my main thing that I'm starting to tell people now is, um, you know, when you're trying to build those networks, you really can't build it until you have some idea, something that you've built, something that you have going for you to introduce yourself as. You know, um, so, so so that's been the single most impactful thing for for me was just starting the thing, you know, yeah. that, that, that I want to do, and and then the pieces. I mean, so many pieces have fallen into place for us um, because there was a place when uh, you know when I was um, when I was starting to have these ideas and I was trying to put myself out there and trying to network and I kept asking my my, my grandfather and my uncle who are both very involved in the city and, and are really good at networking and know lots of people I was asking them like, like how do I do this what do I do and um, and 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 and, and they, they never really had any good answers for me. And I realized, you know, I was trying to go into these meetings with people without anything to say, without yeah. anything to ask. And so there was no point for me to meet these people. But once I had the creative connection, now I have a reason to meet these people and talk to these people and have something to talk about. And, you know, I can go into, you know, one of the first pe- people we met with was the, uh, was, was, uh, uh, um, uh, um, the, the woman that runs Story Louisville now, Lauren Van Cleve. Um, so, so, so we met with her, and and that now she's a great connection that we have. But but we went into that meeting. We're starting the creative connection. We want to share this with you. What, you know, what do you have? What are your thoughts on this? What are your advice on this? And so now we have something to talk about. And now in Lauren's mind, we're the creative connection. So now that that's adding on to our network. And so yeah, just you know whatever that. I think it's very difficult to network just as 
yourself. You have to have something, some idea, some organization, something to, to, to back yourself up with. Yeah, and that, that's a little counter, counterintuitive when you think about it, because I feel like a lot of people specifically thinking about taking the leap into entrepreneurship, even just becoming their own boss, is they think, oh, I don't have a network, no point in me creating anything. But it, it in your opinion, you think the fact that you created something opened up the door to building your network. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, it, it could just be the idea of creating something. You know, there were several people that we met with before we had um, we, we had really started it that we can meet with them and say, this is what we're thinking about doing, or this is what we're about to do. Just, um, you, you, you can't, you can't build a network just wanting to build a network. Exactly, <laughs> there has to be yeah. some, some reasoning behind it, you know, cause, cause, cause otherwise, well, what are you going to talk to people about? There's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it gets awkward um, quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. How, how are you using your network, um, to kind of, cause your company is going down this uncharted path where you, you're just creating, you're creating a, a new movement and there's really no playbook for it. Now you've created this network. I mean, I think of it as like mentorship. How, how do you use that network to kind of bounce ideas off people who are years down the road from you? Um, ha have you been doing that and kind of like, are you using mentors at all to, to kind of grow and, and clarify that path at all All the time yeah and 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 that's kind of so I, I never went to college I don't I never learned any of these things that I'm doing and so that's where you know my, my network of mentors has kind of become my my um it's, it's kind of it's replacing what college you know what council yeah counsel, basically so yeah personal but board of advisors exactly yeah um, um but 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 so yeah you know I, I i use you know there are lots of people in my life that, that i that i use all the time to, to to get ideas from but but it is you mentioned you know that there's no um kind of existing path for what we're trying to do and, and that is one of the biggest problems that that everything that i'm doing right now is almost everything is kind of combining different ideas from different places and building something that I haven't found any other existing format for. And um, uh, so, so, so that has been one of the biggest struggles where, you know, so, sometimes I have to not listen to people if I, you know, just kind of trust my gut and like, no, I think this is going to work this way. Um, you know, I can talk to mentors and I can talk to people and, 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 and you know, get, get, get their opinions. But, but, you know, s sometimes I have to just kind of listen to myself a little bit. <laughs> so this is a perfect segue, right? And when you talked about earlier in the pod, how when you were younger in your adolescent years, and even as a even as a younger boy, you know, you would see and feel things and have certain perspectives and takes on reality. And the whole, when you when I was hearing you say that, I'm like, okay, can you dive into detail on that? And then, and if you're if you'd like to do that, and then that segues into where you are currently, right? And understanding that, hey, you know, internally and, and, and between my ears, this is the way that I interpret this thing. This is the way that I see it. So I can share that with people, but they're not going to be able to interpret it and see it the way that I'm seeing it, mm. right? So trusting that intuition and that gut. So if you don't mind, can you kind of touch on some of those things that you, you know, as a youth? Um, I remember when I first met you, you were like, for a long time, I didn't feel like I had that community connection and people that saw the world the way that I see it and so that was part of what spurred you creating this movement if, mm -hmm. is that accurate yeah, yeah yeah I mean it's it started you know I was always I never fit in in high school because I was always trying to you know I wanted to create things I wanted to do things and all, all my friends were smoking or playing basketball or whatever and I just 
just mm-hmm. just didn't give a shit about that stuff and um you know i, re- I really wanted to to create things and and you know i, f- I met this kid that was you know tr- trying to do this kind of clothing brand thing and that was one of the first kids i met that was like i was like oh he's trying to create something too you mm-hmm. know and, um uh, but those are the people i always gravitated to were were, were were the people that that had 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 an idea they were like oh uh, this is a cool idea i'm gonna run with this for a little bit um, but there weren't th- there weren't that many kids like that you know we're in high school you know kids aren't really you know uh, and, and i'm not i'm not saying that 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 was a bad thing that there was no one that there was no one doing that um because uh, we're, we're kids you know we were like 17 and 18 um um, but um, uh, sorry, what was your question again? Just essentially, well, you, I guess you pretty much answered it. It just sounds like you were kind of ahead of your time, right? And mm-hmm. you were you were seeing things that other people weren't seeing. And I think you can even apply this in adulthood, right? And you know, talking about uh, you know taking job offers, you're you're essentially we're never going to have all the answers, right? Even when you're you know twenty steps ahead of where you are now. You're there's if you're continuing to push the envelope and, and your attitude is growth and evolution, you're never gonna arrive, right? And mm. that's kind of the beauty of the whole thing is <laughs> we're never gonna know and as long as we don't know there's more to add on. There's more to create. There's more to figure out. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you, you pretty much answered it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just continuing to dive into that and continuing yeah. to play with life. We're on the playground. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I think that has been the whole journey, you know, from 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 the very beginning up until this point is, is, you know, those, those ideas that I was having, you know, that, that, that I talked about, I think a lot of that was just, I was learning mm-hmm. and I was, I, I've, I've always had a lot of self-awareness to, to like, to, to, to learn things and process things and find answers to things or realize why I did this or why someone else acted this way or, or whatever. And th- those were the things that I wanted to, to, um, share with people, um, was, was just, just being a being a student of life kind of <laughs> you know, I guess is kind of what, what it was you know from, from the very beginning and um so, 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 so yeah those were a lot of the thoughts and ideas I was having was when something happened to me in my life and I learned and growed through it and and I was like is, is this something other people are doing and I realized like no I don't think a lot of people are really learning and like internalizing things in the, in the, in the way that I was and so that 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 stemmed a lot of the me wanting to share that um to other people beautiful yeah no i i love the story and and kind of redirecting a little bit here but back on the business side of things and where you're at now and how you're learning a, maybe a new world you you are a creative talk about you know balancing the business of being a creative you know what have you learned any examples you can share with us on on maybe times you've felt now that Basically, you should have done other things. Um, what What are the some of the takeaways from the business side of, of being a creative? From the business side, um, I mean, I think you know, if you can find a partner who does the business side, <laughs> that's the that's the biggest thing I can say. There's a lot of. Um, uh, you know, f- for example, a friend of mine, DB Cash, he's a painter, um, and he makes a lot of money doing paintings because, uh, you know, he met Mo McKnight, who owns Revelry Boutique downtown, and she, you know, really, really helps him and puts his work out there and sells his work, and so he doesn't have to deal with the business side. Love you know? Mo, by yeah. The way. That's Scott <laughs> shout out, wife, right? shout out Mo, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're both wonderful. Amazing couple, yeah. Yeah, but but so you know, that that would be my first word of advice there. But um, you know, if if you can't do that, um. I don't know if I've figured it out if, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, it, it, it is very difficult, but, but, but I think that the, you know, the, the biggest thing on the business side of things is just relationships. Most of our money comes from relationships that we have, uh, uh with people. So, so, you know, if you, if you are an artist, if you are a creative, um, you know, the, 
the the kind of least the, the 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 thing you can do with the least effort and the most impact is probably just build those relationships um, uh, with people and, and and obviously it varies you know for field and, and whatever you're in but but that has been the most impactful thing for us is just having the right network of people that can that can you know vouch for us and send us clients and and stuff like that most of our clients comes from it, it, we don't do any like cold calling or anything right now. We probably should, but, um, but, but, but yeah, 95% of our clients right now are just coming through kind of key relationships that we have with people. Nice. And uh, that, that, that's probably pretty important in the creative world. Cause it's, it's not like most businesses where, I mean, you can show up to Kroger and say, Hey, I want some rice. They hand you some rice and walk away. Instead yeah. people are coming to you and they're like, Hey, I want to create this awesome thing revolving around my business that shows off our brand mm -hmm. how do you one like if it's something you don't know about how do you get creative and passionate enough to create an awesome product and then also price that so you can make money you, are you saying that like you know if a client comes to us with an idea or something that we that we're not familiar with how do we well maybe maybe you are familiar with it but like i don't know you've mentioned fish and wildlife that mm -hmm. that's that's something i would be like hmm i wouldn't know how to create a piece of art for fish and wildlife yeah, like how do you yeah. go about that and then and then price that and make money off of it yeah well so so so, so for fish and wildlife it was a different situation where we had gotten that through through, through through that agency so that agency dealt with all the creative side of things okay. and then we just showed up with our cameras and shot it okay. but you know it's it's uh, you know what on that side of things it is it is just kind of basic advertising where you just you know you have to just put yourself in that person's shoes you know and and, and think about their their audience and what they're going for and for every client it's different and, and so I think that that's what sets kind of you know us apart from maybe other freelance videographers is, is we can really think about you know our company is very centered on impact mm -hmm. on what can we do that will have real impact towards whatever goal you have with this video you know that, that's kind of that's, that, that that's 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 everything that we do now and so there's a lot of videographers um right now who are shooting a lot of stuff they're shooting 10 minute videos and like people are watching 30 seconds and then clicking off so you know we've we've really been thinking a lot about what can we you know do for each project that will have the most solid impact you know t t t mm -hmm. towards whatever goal it is and for every project it's different you know some sometimes it's like an an internal thing for a corporate company and so now we have to think about what are these employees going to find interesting in this video and how can we make a video you know that they're actually going to watch all the way through and then for fish and wildlife you know they were they were um trying to appeal to female hunters um and so you know we were showing all, all females in the video and 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 um uh, little, little things like that, but, 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 but yeah, I think, I think for that, it's just basic, just, just thinking from your audience's perspective is kind of the core of, of, of all of that. And everything we do really is, is, is just thinking from, from the audience's perspective. Yeah. And then going into, let's say someone approaches you, um, and, th and they want this project done, that's going to take you two weeks is, are you guys pricing that based on your like hours spent on it or is it like a one-time flat fee how do you go about that <laughs> i do not have a good answer for yeah, you yeah <laughs> i mean it, it, al it always varies and it's funny you know with videography and photography that's the one thing that people always ask and never really figure out yeah, i mean it's super abstract <laughs> it is it yeah. is and it's really you know that that's that's uh um it, it's it's funny if you look up that's the one thing you can't learn from youtube actually yep um that mm -hmm. is the one thing that i still have not been able to learn from youtube no matter how many times i've tried <laughs> yeah. um because it's yeah it, it just varies so much and um usually what we do now is we we have 
uh, sometimes it'll be an hourly rate. Sometimes it'll be a day rate. Sometimes it's a half day rate. It really depends on the client that you're working with. So, so, so for, for the ad agency that we work with, they have much bigger clients, much more kind of corporate level stuff. So they're doing day rates. I'm a cinematographer for, for a day rate. Um, but then, you know, s- sometimes we'll get hit up for, for smaller things. Like we did a Bell Louisville cruise the other day for this local PR company. And it was just like a two hour thing. So that was just, and, uh, you know, we, we just charged for like for hourly for that. And I was like, it'll probably take me about three hours to edit. So it was like, you know, I, I just tack that on. So it, it, it varies every time and you just have to kind of do, you know, whatever makes sense for, for what the project is and what the client is. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I think that even relates back to your point about focusing on impact. When you shift the conversation of pricing from the hourly rate to the value you're delivering, you know, it becomes a different conversation. Yes. You, you can charge more. Well, if my video generates you, you know, a million eyeballs. That's a different question. A hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in new revenue. It's not really about the time I spend on this mm-hmm. video. It's about the impact that we're going to have. So, yes. So we can go back to learning experiences there. We, <laughs> I won't name any names here, but we did a, um, we did a shoot for a, a, a bourbon brand that was, that was being launched. We did it. We, we did a photo shoot for them. And this was before, um, I had had any conversations with any real professional about licensing photos or advertising or, or and, and, and any of that. And so I went into this shoot, um, and priced just like just just hourly basically. I think I mean I grossly undercharged them for 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 this shoot, and I didn't learn until after. Um, but you know, but 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 yeah, that 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 was a conversation about um, you know how much money are they going to make from from these photos that I shoot for them, and that was something that. And this was this was like four or five months ago that I had not even considered or thought about at all. Um, and um, and that was just because I just hadn't learned that yet. I hadn't had those conversations with anyone. Yet. I didn't know, you know, so I, I couldn't have I couldn't have predicted that. I couldn't have gone into that and said and, and done it differently because because I just didn't know. But now I know. You know? Yeah. So like I'm, I'm, I'm still glad that that happened. You know, maybe I could have made, you know, 10 grand off of that shoot and I only made one grand. But like at the moment, I don't care because now I know <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I learned that. Yeah, and it's an opportunity. You learn from it. You get exposed to to new people, new connections. More opportunities come from it. Um, but yeah, you know, that's interesting. I think this has been a great conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the reason I touched on that, I actually, I had a a friend who lived out in Colorado, and he was a photographer. You know, did the whole van life thing, but mm-hmm. he would uh, like pull into art festivals and open up his van and have everything hanging in there. <laughs> and he would tell me, he's like, "Dude, I have no idea how to price this, so I just let people pay what they want to oh, pay." Wow. And <laughs> and he found that people were always paying more than what really? he wanted for yeah. for it. And I know just looking at all the stuff you've created, like it's phenomenal stuff. Do you find in your experience, and granted, not everyone who's a creator probably experiences this, but with your success, do you see that people are valuing your work more than you would value it or, or lower? Like how, how does, how it's, is that? it's complicated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always at the moment, it's always lower. And really? the, re- the reason, the reason why that is though. So, so it, it's not necessarily that it's valued lower, but it's that we're working with people right now with projects that don't have budgets <laughs> just uh, because yeah, it's yeah. stuff that we love to do. Yeah. And so, you know, on, on the corporate side of things yeah those companies have money but so you know we just we just did um we just shot our first music festival the big stomp and that was nice. for the pete foundation which is a nonprofit around mental health and they're a nonprofit; they don't have any money you know their their budget for this was they, they didn't budget for media production but it was something that i've always wanted to do my team has always wanted to do so 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 you know uh 
but but those conversations were not undervaluing it. Those conversations were. I really value you work, exactly, but we yeah. don't have any money to pay this. And then that was me making the decision on, okay, we're going to do this for them anyway, just because it's going to be a fucking blast. <laughs> we're yeah. going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, so, so that, that, that's a lot of the work that we're doing right now is just stuff that we love to do. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, uh, K Mac Couture actually is a, I don't know if you know about that. It's a big fashion show that the K Mac museum puts on downtown. That's another one of those projects where K Mac is a nonprofit. Um, but they put on the biggest, dopest fashion show in the city. And that's something that we get the opportunity to shoot and they have no money, you know, but it's something that we're going to do anyway, just because it's, a, it's really fun. Great marketing. It's a, it's a great marketing and it's a great piece for our portfolio and it's great connections. And, and, you know, so, so, so yeah, so, 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 so arguably that is, that is, um, most of the work, most of the work yeah. that we're doing right now, but it's not necessarily that it's undervalued. Yeah. Um, it's just that the people we're working with don't have the ability to value yeah, it monetarily. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, do you, when it comes to, so you're obviously doing those projects cause you're passionate about them. Is it often that people ask you to do something and you're just like, dude, I don't know how to be passionate and create something. Yeah. It's a lot of music artists, honestly. Really? And, 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 and it's, it's just that, um, there's a lot of local artists that will reach out to us for music videos and, um, if it's, if it's, if it's a style of music or a song that I just don't really like that yeah. much, um, that, 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 that's most of the work that I, that I turned down is, is, is local music artist, And, and, and the reason for that <laughs> is, you know, video stems, the reason why I'm a videographer is because when I listen to music, I see movies. Yeah. Some people see movies and they hear music and so they're musicians, you know, but, um, but, but for me, I listen to, th I listen to music and I see, and I see, you know, things in real life and I, and, 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 and and, and I start visualizing things and, and that's why I became a videographer. And so if I listen to someone's song and I don't see any visuals, I'm not going to take that job because I guarantee you some, there's some other videographer that will listen to that song and really like it and see visuals and they're going to get a better you know product from that than anything I could create because yeah. my creativity just isn't in that, you know, I'm not, mm -hmm creatively stimulated by by this song um but there are other songs that i really really am stimulated by and so those are the artists you know that, that i'm going to work with but um, That's you did a video yeah. for harlow right no no did we do a video for harlow i don't know i just <laughs> i felt like that was in the ted talk that i maybe oh so that that that, that, that was the derby party so, okay. so jack harlow did a did a um did his album release party um uh, after derby and my, my team was there shooting uh, shooting okay. all of that nice um, but we didn't do any video because it was weird like did uh, churchill downs video that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> like, i enjoyed sweet. that video yeah 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 we, we, i tried to do a video for harlow um a couple of years ago i had this idea um I don't even remember what the idea was now. Um, oh, I was going to, uh, I, I tried to, I tried to get a bunch of uh, people around the city that did movements like dancers and skaters and, and flippers and triggers and all these people. And I wanted to make a video to one of, to one of Jack's songs, Sundown. Um, uh, and then, and then we were going to like, like we, we were going to do, do this video and it's going to be really cool and create this energy. And then we we're going to like host a party afterwards and try and get Jack to come to it and like meet all these people. And that idea like never happened, but, <laughs> but that, that was an idea that I had. Nice. Yeah. One day. Yeah. yeah. It'll come. <laughs> Are we ready for the blitz round? Sure. All right. What book has had the biggest impact on your life or career? That would be The Lean Startup. Mm. Who's I, that by? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't finished it, but <laughs> but um, but the, the, just the are you are you all familiar with The Lean Startup? No, no, never heard of that. So it's it's a it's a basically a model for how startups are 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 built, and I I apply it to every aspect of my, <laughs> of, of my life now. And, and the, and the idea basically is, is rather than, 
um, they, they, they use, they use like, um, uh, they, they use like, like, like software companies, for example, you know, if you're going to build a software company, don't build the entire software 100% and then go ask customers if they like it or try to launch it. Um, <laughs> you know, build, build the inkling of an idea of the software ask people if they like that and then maybe they'll just flat out say no and then you're like oh thank god i didn't build that software and pour 100k into it you know so, so they use like dropbox as an example where dropbox um dropbox started as just like a like a website and a video just explaining what dropbox was and they just like posted that and 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 and, and did, did a bunch of paid ads on it and and tons of people signed up for it and like okay we really have something here and so then they built the product um and, and, and so it's, it's the idea of starting with your minimum viable product your MVP is the yeah. term that is the term they use. So what is the, what is the th- thing that we can build with the least effort that still communicates and articulates what this idea is, take that to the market, see, see how people respond to it. And then if they respond well, then you build the product or if they respond negatively, then you try and figure out why, you know, the people didn't like that idea and then pivot, you know, the company and the idea and, and into something new. Um, Cause too many people build an entire thing and then nobody likes it. And then they've poured, you know, $2 million into building this thing and, 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 and then they're <laughs> you know, and they can't do anything with it. Yeah. We're going to clip that. That was some great advice. Um, Eric rise. There the you lean go. startup yeah. by Eric Rice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I apply that to, to pretty much every every everything that I that I do now. Company, organization, video project, whatever. It's all um uh, uh just, just trying to figure out what people actually want and then and then building that for them. That's awesome. Next question, you're you're a hardworking guy, you're busy. What lets you decompress and tune out at the end of the day? Like what what do you do to, you know, get that tune out, decompress time? Hmm. I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, why we threw it in there. A lot of our <laughs> listeners are. Yeah. We, we want people to realize, you know, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you need to just take time for yourself. And we like to yeah. know how yeah. different entrepreneurs do that. Sometimes and I'm not proud of this. It's just kind of like just just just, just doing something mindless, just putting yeah. on Stephen Colbert on YouTube. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> just scrolling through TikTok. Like, you know, th- those are the things that maybe do more harm than they, than they help. But like those are the, just, just to get my mind, you know, my mind is always going on, on things and, um, the, you know, just anything to help me get my mind onto something else and <laughs> not thinking about my ideas. Awesome. And then the last one is, uh, what's your favorite movie? That would be, thank you for smoking. Okay. Have you all seen that? No, I, I have, have to not. check that out. So it's, 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 it's about, um, it's, <laughs> it's about persuasion basically uh it's a it's it's about a it's about a guy who is one of the largest like lobbyists for the mm. for the tobacco industry um um and and it's 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 a really interesting like study on on persuasion and convincing people of things and and convincing you know the, the mass population of things and and just just influence in general i'm very intrigued by um and influence can be used for harm and for good and i'm trying to figure out how to use it for good yeah <laughs> so yeah no that's super interesting people don't know what they want until you tell them what they want exactly right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's been awesome having you on the show i appreciate you taking the time hopefully we can have you on another episode in the future as as you progress yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on, Sage. I appreciate you doing thanks it, Sam. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, so you all. Awesome. Cheers. Boom. Hey, guys, it's Cal here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the How To Business Show. If you would like to stay up to date with upcoming episodes and what we're doing behind the scenes, make sure to follow us on social media. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and our website, www.htbshow.com. Finally, 
you have a story to share or some feedback for the show, feel free to contact us at htbs at gillisanteam.com. Important links for today's episode can be found in the description. From all of us on the How To Business team, thank you for listening and see you next time.